everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete. Hello, Nikki. How are you? I am doing. I, I'm doing very well. Good. I'm doing very well. It is raining, but we did have two straight days of gorgeousness, and that perks up my energy. I know mine too, for sure. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel better. I'm able to get through more stuff. I had a couple of really productive days, so I'm I'm counting on the momentum. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it feels very good. good. We, we are we're talking about time boundaries today. I can't wait to hear what you're thinking about time and boundaries, uh, and we've got some other fantastic an- announcements too. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, head over to Take Control ADHD. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show on the website, of course. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And call us, 503-664-4ADD, and get your questions on the show. Uh, and uh, don't forget, five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts and any uh, recommendations in your favorite podcast players. They really help other people discover the show when they need help. So pay it forward. Drop us a kind review. We sure appreciate it. Thank you. And for those who've already done it, that have been coming in, thank you so much. They're wonderful. We they sure are. They're so nice. They're great. They really are. Okay, so shall we do your announcement first? Yes, I wish we had special music. I say I this every I time I have a new music. announcement. You want yeah. special music? I yeah. can do your, what do you want? Marimbas? <laughs> what, what's a good? What's good music for this? I don't know. Like, I'm Hammer thinking. Dulcimer? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, it is exciting. Well, and I've planted this seed for a while, so it's probably not really a big, huge surprise for many. But uh, next Wednesday depending on when you when you listen to this but right. on May 17th is the launch day of the newest online course which is called Organizing Your Time with ADHD. I know it's the most clever title Very ever. Very straightforward. Yes. I am so creative. Uh but yes, that that's that's when it's going out to the public is in well on May 17th which is just in a few days. So I'm very excited about that. Oh as and should be, yes. I have a, something else. So I am going to be doing a few webinars in the month of May. And so you can actually sign up for those on the um, website. We're going to have those right on the front page, right, Pete? Yes. Ab- See, yes. I say Spawn that with a page. question mark because Pete's going to put that there up there yet. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right, Pete? It's <laughs> if it's not on that front page, you all like send an email to Pete Wright because right. <laughs> it's Pete his fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't send, but that's, don't send an email to me, please. But that's going to be a fun webinar because that's actually going to be about how to estimate time better, which I know a lot of people probably just perked up. They're like, what? Uh, yeah. Estimate time better? I can do that? Yes, you can. Oh, that's so, very good. Okay. Yeah, exciting. Well, so that's coming. Uh, so you've got just a few days. Get over there. You can register for those webinars. Uh, TakeControlADHD.com right off the homepage. And, uh, and get yourself in there. Learn more about this fantastic new program. Lots and lots of presentation material from Nikki. And it's mm-hmm. broken up in just the right way. Yes, I've seen it all. I have literally you, seen it all. You've edited all of those little <laughs> videos. This is work from me and you. And you're in the program as well, in a little I different am. way than in past programs. So yeah. that's fun too. You're in a couple of different lessons. Yeah, it is yeah. fun. It's it's great. And it's it it's a it's a great course. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a great course. Awesome. You should check it out. Uh and and now today, let's talk about time boundaries. What do yeah. you mean by this? 
I know, right? What do I mean by that? Well, I, you know, I think to be a good time manager, whether you have ADHD or not have ADHD, we have to be intentional with our time. Um, otherwise, what we're doing is we're reacting to everything that comes at us, right? We're not doing any kind of planning. We're not, we're not being prepared. We're just kind of mm-hmm. catching. Like I imagine, you know, somebody standing in the middle of the road and all of these tennis balls are like being thrown at them and they're trying to catch as many as they can. You know, that's yeah. kind of what's happening during the day. And I, I, do you imagine so that? Many questions, so many questions about that metaphor. Yeah. Well, it's, here's, a guy, it's, here's a guy in a <laughs> desert surrounded by tennis balls. How yes. And they just keep being thrown at him. And he's just like, what? Who's throwing them? Yes. Is it a machine? <laughs> exactly. So okay. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> going on to my point. Uh, you know, that, that's where we want boundaries. We don't want the tennis balls to be no. hitting us anymore. <laughs> yes. People stop with the tennis balls. We need a fence. Now we need a fence. We need a fence so or something. Many questions. We yes. need to protect ourselves. We need shields around <laughs> us to protect ourselves from the tennis balls. Yes. Uh, it's funny that this I just came up with that. I know. Such like, a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous context for time management. I am now afraid of my own time. I know, right? Well, a lot of people really are. So Pete, you got to take that yes, seriously. A lot of people I do. are afraid of time. Well, I and the am right- literally afraid of my own time. I believe me. <laughs> yeah. I resemble that remark. Well, and one of the things that I think when we're talking about what I'm talking about boundaries is protecting your time. Like what, how do you get back into control so that you're setting the schedule? And one of the, I think, uh, roadblocks that many people kind of fall into is that they say yes to everything. (laughs) And that is where we're crossing a boundary. And it makes sense that people want to say yes, because they're people pleasers. We want people to be happy. We want, you know, we want to help out. Maybe we feel bad or we feel guilty, you know? Um, so we, we say yes. It also could be a way that you're trying to kind of compensate your ADHD because maybe you've let this person down before. And so now this is your opportunity to say yes. And so, you know, without even knowing it, you're crossing your own boundary because this is not something that you really want to do or could do. And uh, a lot of times people will say yes to everything and then they regret it later because now they are overbooked or they're very stressed. And and uh, you know what I'm talking about? Do you have oh, this problem do, at all? Do I ever? Absolutely. Uh, I fall into this all the time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in the middle of playing one of those days right now as we record this. I was out on a shoot all day yesterday, out of town, away from my systems, camera in hand all day long, like unable to respond to voicemail or email or any of that stuff. Uh, and now I'm, I'm trying to catch up, but you know, here we are recording and this is, this is time that I'm not working on catching up. And so the anxiety in the back of my mind uh, begins to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, a little example, right. You give me, uh, we're, we're talking, we're laughing about putting the thing on the website. That's a, that's one task. It takes two minutes. Right. Right. Uh, but, but I have to now constantly think about that task. Did I put it in my system? Did I put it in the right place? Is it going to come up next or is it going to come up? Am I going to do it right after we're done? Or am I going to do the other stuff that, that I have to do for like, there are so many questions that begin to occupy that back of mind space that it, 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 leads to that sense of overwhelm if if I don't have if I can't count on something that trusted system to be able to to protect me 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a good point is, is that not only do you have to kind of look at your priorities and, and prioritize those, you have to have a system to put them in, right? So yeah, right, w- right. once you uh, have said yes or said no or whatever the situation may be, um, exactly what 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 do you have as a tool to help you keep yeah. that organized? Otherwise, well, you really are going to be hit with a ton of tennis balls. A lot of tennis balls. And you know what's yeah. funny about this? Like saying yes to everything, You, it, it makes me think about language and sort of the the trap that we fall into with our own language. And we've been talking about this a little bit, that we, we need to have a conversation about binary language. And I think part of the trap is for uh, if you're you know struggling in people-pleasing mode, yes becomes kind of a binary word and you forget the the gray area that you can apply to 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 yes or no you can still sort of uh satisfy yourself and satisfy people by by uh, applying a little bit more uh gray area to um your you know acceptance or not of of new tennis balls of new tasks and mm-hmm. and and that's a way to protect yourself like you know I, the the strategies around you know, protecting yourself from just saying yes to everything is, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later, well, but that's, it, that's a thing that I really, I, I have to constantly think about. Yeah. And I actually have an example. I was just working with somebody uh, recently and uh, we were talking about a deadline and he had already missed the deadline with this particular client already. So had kind of felt bad about extending it even further. Um, but I had, I, I thought about us, uh, a conversation that you and I had Pete about, well, it, it, it's hard to have those conversations, but they need to happen so that you don't feel worse or worse consequences. Right. I mean, like you kind of have to let the client know what's really happening so that they're not left wondering. And, uh, so the solution was to let the client know, um, that he would be getting to it in the next week, but he was still fearing that that might not happen. And so my suggestion was, well, just let her know it's going to be in the next few weeks and be honest about it. And, um, if you, you know, you're going to make, you know, you're going to make this a priority and you're probably going to get it to her next week, but at least it gives you that wiggle room so mm-hmm. that if if you are giving it to her and she's happy, you know, because it was only a week instead of two or three, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. But, you know, like you said, that yes doesn't have to be with a definite time frame or, you know, you can give yourself a little bit of buffer room there. Right. And that's protection, so, right? That's like intentionality. Yeah. It's protection. Yes. So you don't have to trap yourself into the yes or no. That's right. Um, you know, cage. <sighs> Well, and I think if you can get into the practice too, even if you know you want to say say yes, just say maybe. Like get into the practice of just saying maybe and I'll get back mm-hmm. to you so that the it, the the impulsiveness of just saying yes or even just saying no, you know, just have it be maybe and then you can get back to them with an answer once you really have had time to process it and think about it and how does it fit into your schedule and and uh you know, is it something you really want to do and all those things that you have to think about when you're protecting your time. Um, but if we can practice getting into the habit of just saying, maybe at least you're buying some time for you to make that decision. Right. Absolutely. I don't know if you can really buy time, but I guess if you can, can, that that would be the way you can throwing the tennis, catch the (laughs) tennis balls and throw them back. That's where we're continues. So this is an interesting, uh, the next thing that I want to talk about about protecting your time. I don't even know what you would say. It's not necessarily a strategy or I guess it's something to be aware of. 
It's a risk. It's, it's a, risk. a risk. It's a risk that you're doing to yourself. You know, you're sabotaging yourself. And that is getting into the, the, the mindset or the thinking that I can do one more thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just send this email before I leave. Or, you know, I'm going to just do this one thing before I pick up the phone for my next meeting or whatever. And I mean, I get stuck in this all the time. You know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get this email done. And then, you know, I, I, I don't get it done. And then I just end up kind of pushing it to the corner of my, my uh, computer until I can get to it. Like, there's there's some real danger in thinking that you can do one more thing because you're really crossing your own boundary. Right. I mean, because nothing just takes a second. Nothing just takes a minute. It always takes longer. It always does. And where does this come from, though, especially with with ADHD, because I'm trying to think of my own context. Like, when do I struggle with this? And I do struggle with this. I I think it's because people want to cram as much stuff in 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 a short period of time. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think that's true. I think there's an added layer of um, relief that comes from feeling like you're even able to do things when you're doing them at that moment. Like if it's at the yeah. end of the day and I've had a hard day, but suddenly I'm able to start checking things off my list and working on my projects and I'm feeling like I'm focused, that's when this becomes a real risk because uh, I'm. this is essentially hyper-focus, right? It's hyper-focus on whatever I'm doing. Maybe it's just checking things off on the task list and the tasks themselves are unrelated, but I'm feeling like I have the mojo to keep going. I want to keep going because the feeling of being able to keep going happens so rarely. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I'm, it, it almost comes as kind of a celebration of being able to get work done. Uh, but I think you're right because you'll see this in the evening, right? I I hear this a lot where, right. People get their second wind. And so they want to do that one last thing, even though they, they know they should probably be going to bed to get a good night's sleep that I think you're right. I think they're just Mm -hmm. kind of working off of their momentum and trying to get as much done. Um, that's an interesting point. I never really looked at it that way, but I think, I think you're right. I think that's probably a lot of where that drive is. You know, so it's, it's it's hard to defend too. Like it's hard to yeah. defend against because like who's to stand back and say, hey, uh, you need to stop being productive right now, even though you haven't been productive much of the day. You need to go ahead and stop that and and put a boundary on on your time. Uh, I think that the boundary it, it would be only if you have. I mean, this is my own personal opinion, but when mm-hmm. I think of it, it would really only be set if you need to go somewhere, like if you have a meeting or somebody's depending, like if your kids are depending on you to pick them up or somebody's Mm -hmm. waiting for you somewhere. But I think you're right. I mean, I don't know if it's a bound, like a hard set boundary that always has to be there Um, because we want to work off momentum. And if you're hyper-focusing on the right thing, I just had this conversation with somebody today. If you're hyper-focusing on the right thing, then that can be a superpower. Right, right. Right? I mean, that could be a really good thing because you're getting a lot done. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you're, and this is what I said, if you're hyper-focusing on social media, then you're, it's, you know, it's probably not so great. Yeah, right. Right, <laughs> right. you're um, stuck in that rat hole. But there is but something yeah, about, like, yeah. you know, what the, the problem that I run into, I think the risk that, that you have if you get in this, if you allow this to develop into a habit, is that it, it you can start reprioritizing things that are 
more important to you, right? Your health and safety, right? You stop eating, right? You miss meals. You, uh, your family suffers because they're waiting for you. Your partner suffer relationship suffers because they're waiting for you, but you're hyper-focusing on work, right? There are, there are some emotional and potentially, uh, physical consequences to getting into a habit of, of always giving up everything else because you're celebrating being able to work, right? Mm-hmm. The, there is mm-hmm. a, there's a real benefit to to building that scaffolding around you, so that hopefully you don't need to worry about uh, celebrating your stints of hyper focus at the at times when you hadn't planned on it, because mm-hmm. you're able to condition yourself to to use your time more effectively, you know, in shorter sprints throughout the day when it's more appropriate. So, I I just think that's a that's an important thing, and and it's important to be aware of uh, you know the consequences, right? Every, the, the, it's it's sort of the opportunity cost of hyperfocus. Right. So you, you're focusing on this one thing, but what are the things? And it's so easy for the ADHD brain to not think about the consequences. What's going on outside in the other in the rest of the world uh, that that are paying the price for you checking more things off your list for that one more thing? Mm-hmm. Good point. Amusing. What do you want? To, what's next? <laughs> Well, you know, I mentioned buffer time earlier. I don't remember yeah, yeah. in what context, but I, I, I remember using the words. Uh, so I think that this is something that people often think it's kind of just a nice to have. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if I can have some buffer time, that's great. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that, I'll use it. But I, I really, the more research and, the, and, and writing this course, um, you know, obviously time management has been on my mind for the last six months. Like every day, every minute of my time has been about time management. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) something that I've kind of come to, to realize is that, you know, the buffer time is really a necessity, um, when you're living with ADHD and, and, but we're not planning for it. We're not thinking about it. And so that's something that I definitely want people to be more aware of is that, you know, we know time is fluid. Uh, we know that when, you're more interested in something, the time is going to go faster. If you're not interested in something, you're going to avoid it at all costs. It's going to be really difficult to get started. All these executive functions that we've talked about. And, you know, you're going to get distracted. Even if the, you know, even if the person is able to eliminate all the distractions that they possibly can, you can't eliminate what you're thinking, right? You can't Mm -hmm. like stop your brain. So distractions are going to happen. There's a reality that things are going to always take longer than what you expect, even if you estimate your time correctly um, on a sheet that is allowing you to do that. The next time it still may take a little bit longer because you got distracted. Like we've got to kind of live, you know, really be real about the reality here. And so if we can put in some buffer time, uh, to just to allow these things to happen, it can be really beneficial to managing your time. Now, I know that most people will say, well, if you think something's going to take an hour, then double it. Well, we also know that that's not always possible, right? We, right? we can't always just schedule two hours to do something. But even if you can just start with maybe 15 minutes, and this is a good starting point, you know, 15 minutes adding a little bit of, of cushion there so that, you know, you're not doing back-to-back appointments, you're being more intentional about how you're scheduling your appointments. All of these things take thought and 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 planning, but they will in the long run help you because it will give you that time that you need 
to allow those distractions. And I have an example of where this really worked with a client. She had a lot of meetings um, during the day and she always scheduled her meetings on the hour. So it was always from like, you know, 12 to one, one to two, two to three, but mm-hmm. constantly she's running, you know, from one appointment or run one office to another office. Or if they were meeting in her office, you know, she had somebody in her office, but somebody is waiting outside the door right? It was never on time. I mean, there was just always, and I think if you go to the doctor's office, I think this is what happens at the doctor's office. They really need to give more buffer time in the doctors because you're always waiting, right? And, and, uh, so what she ended up doing is she started scheduling her point or her meetings for 45 minutes. So instead of an hour, it would go from 12 to 1245. And what that kind of forced her to do was to be very concise about her meeting. So she was able to really think through like, okay, this is exactly what I want to get done and then close the meeting as close to 1245 as she could. But it, those, that 15 minutes gave her just enough time to breathe and huge. Yeah, to 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 gather whatever she needed for the next meeting, you know, maybe get a drink of water, go to the bathroom. I mean, I have had clients tell me that they don't even have time to go to the bathroom, right? So, I mean, this this is where the buffer time really can make such a big difference. So, I don't want to be unrealistic and say double everything, triple everything. I mean, those are are great suggestions if you can do that, you know, especially if you're mm-hmm. on the weekend and, you know, you're you're doing a home project and you think it's only going to take an hour, it probably will take longer. Um, but start with 15 minutes in your schedule and just see if that makes a difference. Um, that's huge. I, you know, I did that a while ago with my, like when other people schedule meetings with me on my, I have a remote calendar so people can schedule meetings and I, I had them all on the very nice, even numbers, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour. But, uh, I switched that and, and I think it's a result of something you and I talked about down to 10 minutes, 25 minutes, 55 minutes, an hour and 25 minutes and an hour and 55 minutes, which seems so weird, mm-hmm. that these off minute things, but it has, it, it, it's made a huge uh, improvement in my scheduling. There's always time between meetings now. And uh, that's, it's an amazing thing. I can't uh, underscore and hallelujah and support that suggestion enough. It's big. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I've got. We're, we're out of time. We're out of time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We have a boundary. We've been recording for 22 minutes. We only have 25. Oh no. So everybody hurry, (laughs) get over to the website, check out the new time course, sign up for one of those webinars. It's going to, it's going to save you time. You take the time to save your time. That's the deal. Uh, Thank you everybody. Thank you, Nikki. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We sure appreciate your time and attention for listening to this very podcast. And we'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.